Hello, thank you for choosing to study with us again on Hopestream FM Weekly Bible Study Review. The topic of this week's lesson is managing in tough times. In this lesson, Pastor Solomon Oriyebuchi Okonu shares with you some Bible rules you can follow during hard times. God bless you as you study. The memory test is from Psalms 50 verses 14 and 15. Bring me thanks offerings, because I am your God. Carry out the promises you made me, because I am the Most High God. Call out to me when trouble comes. I will save you, and you will honor me. Let us pray. Merciful God, you know our stories and struggles more than anyone does. Help us to learn how to manage ourselves in this troublesome world. Help us to overcome the troubles of this world with you daily. Grant us victory in the end. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sometimes in life, we feel we have lost control of everything around us. Too many bad news and troubles. Every day we hear about wars, killings, crime, sex, sickness, money problems, bad government and natural disasters plus our own issues, loan to repay, bills to settle, children to take care of, property to manage, clothes, food and shelter to provide. Some even have the additional responsibility of taking care of their poor or sick siblings and parents. As we experience these troubles, we sometimes feel like we've lost it. Or worse still, we feel that God is no more in control. In the midst of these troubles, how can we take care of our needs and still feel safe? In his sermon on the mountainside recorded in Matthew 6, verses 32 to 33, Jesus provided a solution to our worries and troubles. He says to us, do not worry, because your Father in heaven knows that you need all these things. What you should do most, what you should want most, is God's kingdom and doing what he wants you to do. Just do this, and then he will give you all these other things you need. So here is a simple but powerful solution. When times are tough, just trust in God more than ever. This week, we will look at some Bible rules that we can follow during hard times. Putting God first. Second Chronicles 20, verses 3 to 4. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. There's a beautiful story recorded in Second Chronicles chapter 20. During the reign of Jehoshaphat as king of Judah, the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them others besides the Ammonites and the Moabites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. We read in 2 Chronicles chapter 17, verse 12, that at this time Jehoshaphat had built a very strong army and had fortified cities. But Jehoshaphat resisted the temptation of putting his trust in his army or in his fortified cities. Instead, he chose to put his trust in God. Notice what a king did. First, he proclaimed a fast, 2 Chronicles 20, verse 3. Second, 
he led Judah to come together to ask help from the Lord. Second Chronicles 20 verse 4 And Todd, he challenged God. Second Chronicles 20 verses 5 to 13 In Second Chronicles 20 verses 14 to 17, we see the result of putting God first. God was so provoked by Judah's faith that he encouraged them. And then he took over the battle. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Second Chronicles 20 verse 17 Judah believed God even before the battle began. Once God made his pronouncement, Jehoshaphat appointed singers, and Judah began to sing and worship God in celebration of the expected victory. This stubborn faith provoked God even the more. Read about what God did in response to this faith in 2 Chronicles 20 verse 22. God set ambushes against the enemies of his people and ended the battle in victory for Judah. The God who saved Judah during this terrible time in their history is the same God we serve today. He will do even more for us only if we trust him as did Judah. Trust God, not your resources. In today's lesson, we find a very striking contrast between Jonathan, the son of King Saul, and David, the second king of Israel. We read about Jonathan in 1 Samuel chapter 14, verses 1 to 23. The Bible tells us here that Jonathan and his armor-bearer won a fight against a very large group of Philistine soldiers. How did that happen? Jonathan trusted God absolutely, and God helped him win the battle. Verse 23 of 1 Samuel 14 reads, So the Lord delivered Israel that day, and the battle spread beyond Beth-Aven. So it was the Lord who fought the battle for Jonathan. On the other hand, David, Jonathan's best friend, didn't learn from the experience of his friend to trust God to save him and his nation. He relied instead on the strength of his army. David let Satan lead him away from God. He trusted in his own strength and wisdom. At a time when it was very important for him to trust God, David trusted rather in his own strength. He trusted in his wisdom also. We read in 1 Chronicles chapter 21, verses 1 to 14, that David chose to count his army in readiness for a battle. The idea of counting was to be sure that his army was strong enough. Of course, a strong army have to have many soldiers. So David counted his soldiers to convince himself that his army was very powerful. He had more than enough proof that God was able to protect Israel, yet he chose to follow what he trusted, his resources. He didn't trust God enough to let him fight a battle at the time. This result of faithlessness was fatal. The Lord sent pestilence upon Israel, and there fell of Israel 70,000 men. We find that in 1 Chronicles chapter 21. Verse 14. In what ways are you putting your trust in your resources? 
number, wealth, education, connection, investments, relationship, rather than in God. You can learn from the experiences of Jonathan and David today. Time to simplify. Tough times remind us that Jesus will soon return. So we should use our money to support God's work on earth. People need to know the good news that Jesus saves us from our sins. We need to tell them about all the wonderful things in heaven that God will give to those who love him. People need to know that someday soon, God will burn everything on earth with fire. Peter reminds us in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 to 12, that in the last days there shall be scoffers mocking those who believe in God and causing them to disbelieve God's promises. We need to be constantly reminded that God is not slack concerning his promises. He does not forget or neglect his children, but he permits them to go through trials sometimes so that their true character may be revealed. We read in the book, The Great Controversy, page 48, paragraph 1. Again, the righteous are placed in the furnace of affliction, that they themselves may be purified, that the example may convince others of the reality of faith and godliness, and also that their consistent cause may condemn the ungodly and unbelieving. Every believer should at this time learn to give to the poor and needy. Soon, we will move to a better country, heaven, where we will live eternally with God. So let's not live selfishly. Let's not live on this earth as if it's our only home. Let's keep only the things that we really need and help others to experience love, joy, and salvation. Priorities. Mark 12, verse 30. And thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, all your strength. This is the first commandment. Each one of us show every day by our actions whether we love God or whether we hate Him, whether we are for Him or whether we are against Him. We can't serve God and serve ourselves at the same time. If we are for God, then we must give everything to Him. If we are for God, then we will serve Him with our whole heart. Of course, God will accept nothing less from us. In Mark 12, verse 30, someone asked Jesus which commandment was the most important. Jesus gave a straight answer. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, love him with all your soul, love him with all your mind, and love him with all your strength. When we give everything to Jesus, we have nothing left to give to another master. That's the way it should be. In Matthew 6, verse 24, Jesus didn't say that it was hard to save God and money. He didn't say that we need to be careful in how we serve both. No, Jesus said we can't serve both, meaning it's impossible. This thought should make us very afraid to try to do that. But Paul tells us how we can achieve this in Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Think about things that are in heaven. Don't think about things that are on earth. Of course, that's easier said than done. The things on earth are right before us every day. And our wish for these things is strong. And so is the wish to have these things right now. So we must be careful. The good news is that we can control ourselves by keeping our eyes on the Lord. 
when no one can buy or sell. Daniel 12 verse 1. And at that time shall Michael stand up the great prince which standeth for the children of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that same time. And at that time your people shall be delivered, every one that shall be found written in the book. The Bible records in Revelation chapter 12 that there will be a time of trouble such as there has never been since there was a nation on earth. A time when no one will buy or sell. Our lives depend so much on buying and selling. But just imagine a life without buying and selling. It would be a terrible time for all of us, for sure. How do we get ready for such a terrible time? We get ready first by practicing how not to be slaves to our money and other material things. We prepare for that hard time ahead by practicing to live on other alternatives to physical cash, like growing a garden and trying to live on crops that are harvested from our own garden. In Deuteronomy chapter 14, verse 23, God said to Israel, You shall eat of your grain, your new wine, your oil, and a firstborn of your herd and your flock in the presence of your God, so that you may learn to fear the Lord your God. Even in our postmodern world with variety of alternatives, it is still God's intention and wish that each one of us would learn to depend on the natural gifts of nature that He has given to us rather than on the many artificial things available. In conclusion, God wants us to put Him first in our lives. He wants us to put our trust in Him rather than in our resources. God wants us to enjoy the gifts He gives to us daily, that we may love Him and want to obey Him all the days of our lives. Let us pray. Dear Father, help us to trust You absolutely, to love You with our reserves, to live to bless others and the work of God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for studying with us again on Hope Stream FM. For questions, contributions, observations, and prayers, please reach out to Pastor Solomon or the Yebuchi Okono on WhatsApp on plus 234-903-789-1680. God bless you.